This is the Dynasty War Zone, the People's Dynasty Podcast, and here are your hosts, Memphis at DFF Memphis and Jerry at Jerry Sin DFF. What's happening, guys? Happy Wednesday, and welcome to the Dynasty War Zone, the People's Dynasty Podcast, and we are the flagship podcast of the Dynasty Football Factory.com and our proud members of the Dynasty Football Network at DF underscore network on Twitter. And let me bring him in. You know him as the man of the hour, the man with the power. He is Jerry Sinclair. Jerry, what is going on, sir? Nothing, man. Always good. Always good to get back and talk to you. How are you, my friend? Oh, man, it's uh, it's been, been, a, been a rough... Uh, couple of hours i guess you know i just throw out some uh, tweets on twitter i'm a big fan you know just pointing out stats and uh, people lose their mind i i feel like uh uh people love players you know that, that they are very 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 passionate about players i don't get it i just want to win i don't care who helps me do it but i was just putting out some stats some of these i will uh i will uh bring up in a little bit but uh first real quick i do want to make sure that i uh Get the promotions out of the way, so I'll do that real quick. Our friends over at Trophy Smack, uh, if you go over there right now and buy any trophy and use the code DWZRING uh, at checkout, you will get a $59.99 valued ring to go along with your trophy. I, I love this site. I love the quality of the goods. Um, we are currently debating which one of these trophies we are going to add for my oldest redraft league. We are going into our 17th season, I believe, and... Uh, no, I am not paying for 17 nameplates. A, I don't remember who won all 17. And B, sounds like a lot of work. So um, maybe I can pawn that off on Jerry like some other stuff. And a uh, shout out. Shout out to uh, our, our new Patreons this week. Uh, glad to have you. A new show this past, I think it was late Friday. And I apologize for it being a little bit later. I like it to be Friday morning. But uh, I had to be uh, super dad. I guess, for a lack of a better term. And remember to follow us on social media, at Dynasty Warzone on Instagram and at Dynasty Warzone on Twitter, as well as our personal handles. But hey, man, we got to bring in our guest. And our guest tonight is one of my absolute favorite people just to talk to, whether it's football, fitness. Um, I would love to just do a dude's podcast talking about dude stuff. Uh, it, it feels a little bit... Uh, a little bit, I don't want to say copied because the, the spitballers, the fantasy footballers do such a great job with, with theirs, but I would love to do something with that with our very next guest. And he is G, Greg, if you know him, but uh, G from the Aussie guys at Aussie guys NFL on Twitter. G, welcome back to the show, sir. Memphis, thank you very much. And Jerry, good to see you, mate. Awesome. I can actually, actually see Jerry here. When you were introducing him, you asked him what he's been up to, mate. He was staring at the ceiling the whole time you were talking. <laughs> I, it's a, hey, 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 hold on, hold on. It's a championship trophy. <laughs> hey, he was talking about trophy smack. I figured I'd look at mine, and mine is engraved so wonderfully on there. That's all I was looking at. Hey, hey, and now, now G was the inaugural winner of the Too Legit Not To Be Lit League. And uh, somewhere, probably like on a barge floating somewhere around the Horn of Africa, is G's oh. championship belt. And uh, if, if you play out of country, from what I've talked to with my friend G here, it's hard to get your cash from American dollars to uh, Australian currency, and it's a it's a mess. Oh man, look, 
The, the good thing about winning is the, the currency rate at the moment, the exchange rate's fantastic. The only problem is I can't get the goddamn money out of your country, um, which is, you know, that's neither here or there, but um, I just use it now to, to pay, uh, for, to play in the MFL league that we have going. I'll probably use it to uh, for the subscription for the uh, Game Pass, which is about about two and a half thousand bucks this year, I reckon. It just keeps going up exponentially every year. It's unbelievable how expensive it is. But then again, you get to watch every game, so it's good like that, mate. But uh, yeah, as far as my championship belt that uh, Sheps, our good mate Sheps, is meant to send me, I think he probably put down Austria on the on the uh, country instead of Australia. So. Uh, <laughs> Some uh, some Austrian guys probably at home sitting with a belt wrapped around his uh, has no idea what fantasy football is. I, I have no idea how I got it, but I like it, so it's mine. So uh, so, <laughs> Shiny. so so let's jump into uh, jump into some news. This is the news. All right, this first bit of news hits home for me, and that's uh, Andrew Luck is missing mandatory minicamp this week with a strained calf. I wasn't too concerned because it looked like he was going to play in minicamp this week, and then all of a sudden at the last minute they decided not to. I hate these soft tissue injuries, but uh, I'll be more concerned around camp time. What about you, G? Anything with a calf strain for Andrew Luck? Oh, it depends. Like, what what's the strain? You know, it's like is it, a strain is, it, is, is technically it wild? A... Is it, they have over here. They have grades like one, two, three. I've, I've got no idea. Everybody. Uh, he's, he's, I think he'd be fine as long as he didn't do what Kevin Durant did the other night. Uh, I think he, I think he'd be okay. Yeah, we're uh, we're about three months to the day away from the uh, official kickoff of the NFL season, so he's got time. And uh, I'm not tripping, uh, Jerry. Anything for <laughs> you? No, I'm not. I mean, like you said, we got three months. I, uh, we're gonna get little bits of news about little nonsensical issues for the next three months. And I think that's all this is. Some guy needed a click, and so he brought it up. No, I'm not worried about it. Andrew Luck's going to rip that division up this year. I think if there was a game on Sunday, he'd – as a matter of fact, I think if there was a game on Thursday, he'd suit up. So I don't think it's that big of a deal. But uh, I don't mind him being a little extra precautious. Uh, a little bit other quarterback news, and we'll just kick it around uh, New York with the football Giants. Pat Shermer does not rule out Daniel Jones starting as early as week one. Uh, speaking of soft tissue injuries, Evan Ingram missing mandatory minicamp with a hammy. And Jerry's boy, if this guy hits, i got to give all the props to Jerry. Darius Slayton is running with the first team uh, at wide receiver for the Giants. So, Jerry, since Darius Slayton, you were the first guy to clue me into him that I remember. Uh, G's a bit of a quarterback whisperer. I mean, excuse me, a bit of a wide receiver whisperer himself. But, uh, Jerry, give me give me some news about Daniel Jones, Ingram, and uh, Darius Slayton. I think you have to. I mean, I, I know they're not going to start Daniel Jones coming out of the stretch, but I like at some point you have to give the dude the reins. You you take him. What, what did they take him? Six? Six overall? Yep. Yeah, I mean, and Eli, sorry, Eli, you your time ended in 2014. I, I'm done with the man. And as far as Darius Slayton, he's just super fast, and he's good at making plays with the ball. I just loved his game, and to see if someone can get him the ball, I think he'll make plays. And that wide receiver room is not super crowded. Yes, Golden Tate can play. Yes, Sterling Shepard can play, but none of them are excellent talents. So if you can blow up, it's a nice hit. That's why he's one of my stashes. 
No, I, I liked it. Now, Gia, I, I will take this one backwards, but what did you think of Darius Slayton? Because, again, you've given me some great wide receiver tips over the years. And uh, what about Daniel Jones and Evan Ingram? Mate, I, Slayton, I, I've probably done his paper somewhere around here, mate. I have no idea. My wife cleaned up the uh, the office because she was sick of looking at all, all my 120-odd uh, uh, rookies lying around everywhere. So he's probably in there somewhere. And, and honestly, mate, I'll – I off the top of my head, I don't remember. But um, as far as that, mate, seriously, like we spoke about Daniel Jones. I sent you a message saying at one stage he was my number one QB, and you just sort of pretty much laughed in my face. But that's fine because everybody else does as well. He didn't end up being my number one, obviously. But mate, I re- I seriously hope that he comes out and balls it. Because I don't want to hear one person in any form of media say that I saw this coming. Because, no, I haven't heard one person backing. Not one person. Besides I, who drafted him. I, I was late so, to, I, the, to the Jones what? party. I said I was late to the Jones party, but I, I've come around. And the reasons why, I've said it many times on this podcast, but the kid went to Duke University. And that's a very strong academic institution. Um, very comparable to, like, a Stanford uh, again, they don't let dummies in there. He has not ever played with any real NFL talent. The last two NFL talents to come out of there were uh, Jamison Crowder and uh, Lake and Tom Tomlinson. Jerry, is that right? Tomlinson, yeah. Yeah. So, and that was in 2015. So he's never really played with the best of the best. He's getting Golden Tate. He's getting uh, Sterling Shepard. He's getting Saquon. He's getting Ingram. I like his head coach for for QB development, although. Eli's an old man at this point. I, I really like Jones. And uh, that, that Slayton pick, Jerry Jerry made me pick him up in a spot. And I'm not mad at you, Jerry. Hey, there's a first for everything, my friend. All right, this, this, this next bit of news is uh, all about feet. So if you got a foot fetish, you might want to turn up your dial just a little bit. Jeez, uh, uh, run into the bathroom real quick. Hold on. <laughs> r- 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 yeah, I've got, a gu- I've got a gummy toe at the moment. i got a little bit of fungus sitting in. Well, uh, th- 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 then you're amongst the midst of uh, Robert Foster and Julio Jones, who are both missing good por- portions of mandatory minicamp with foot injuries. But here's a, here's a bit of good news. A.J. Green is at least participating in individual drills with his floppy feet. So uh, I- anything here is just kind of like the luck news. You'll be concerned if it's camp or you're concerned if it's preseason. I mean, it, that is it for me. I, you know, AJ Green was doing so good last year. I feel like he's his narrative right now is that he's always hurt and he's out, which he does. He does get hurt, but that dude was on fire last year. I'm really intrigued to see what he does. I think once we get closer to the season, especially if this sort of news continues, I am definitely going to try and scoop up a few AJ Green shares. Well, what about I, I, you? I like G? that call. I, I, I think the Bengals' offense is going to be sneaky okay. I think. Um, Look, I, I think Joe Mixon, I've been trying to get Joe Mixon off um, my co-host, Adrian. I've been offering him everything, and he, he won't give him up. I'm trying to get him as much as I can. Um, I think Tyler Boyd can be as good, if not a bit better than he was last year, with AJ Green um, alongside him. Uh, and, look, as far as Andy Dalton goes, Andy Dalton's a quarterback. And he, he's not spectacular, but, mate, he's just consistent. If you give him what he needs... He just gets the job done. Well, I think yeah, I think they could be sneaky okay, the, the whole lot of them. I really like the Bengals, and I'm not really moving any of my Bengals, and I'm actually trying to acquire, much like G. Mixon and uh, A.J. Green, Tyler Boyd. Uh, if you can get Tyler Eifert really cheap, I don't hate that either. I mean, it's 
Tyler Eifert, he's good for three games, whether you need him or not. But this is a new offense under Zach Taylor. Comes from the McVay tree, and I would love to see uh, someone really turn the switch on this offense. And maybe not ever going to get into that top ten of offenses in the league, but I I think there's uh, some talent to unlock, and Taylor may just be the guy to do it. Uh, Speaking of unlocked, uh, Kyle Rudolph is going to want to lock up all that money he just got. Just got a four-year, $36 million uh, deal. Uh, I heard that Irv Smith was uh, dead, or at least his dynasty value was, but I don't buy it. I don't, I don't buy that narrative at all. I'm still an Irv Smith fan. Uh, I don't ever count on rookie tight ends to come in and contribute in year one. Uh, Jerry, w- what do you think about Kyle uh, Rudolph getting this big money and Irv Smith's dynasty future? I like Kyle Rudolph, and I like Kirk Cousins throwing to tight ends, but at some point, you know, dynasty owners, we like to get a break. You know, where you get a good tight end, he goes to a favorable spot that opens a tight end position. Plus, Irv Smith moves in, then we have two. Now we have a cluster, and we're already at a position that's super thin, so it sort of sucked to see. But, I mean, I like Kyle Rudolph, and I like Irv Smith. And I think it helps Kirk Cousins if it does anything, because now he's got even more people to throw to, especially in the end zone, so maybe on a Monday night he doesn't choke on applesauce. (laughs) What about you, G? I know you're a, a tight end whisperer uh, as well as a what? You're a, a, a pass catcher. Uh, you're just a pass catching uh, aficionado. Uh, yeah, I was I was a bit disappointed that Rudolph stayed. To be honest, uh, I'd like to see what Irv Smith can do. Um, so it's just uh, it's yep that that sigh right there Smith. was the what yeah. everyone in the dynasty community did right there. Yeah, it's just. Oh, you know, you, you see, you see this talented guy he goes there. And it's just like, oh, okay, Rudolph is here. Yeah, no. He, look, he's not someone that I've ever owned, and I've never actually had any any thought of owning. To be honest, in fantasy, I, I just he's just thereabouts. I, I rather, honestly, I ta- I rather take a flyer on someone I think is going to like project uh, higher. Like I'd, I'd rather take a flyer on a tight end. You don't want to go the vanilla ice cream kind of No, I'm not a vanilla guy. I'll, I'll leave the vanilla and the and what's the other one? Strawberry t- to you, mate. And I'll just I'll just hog the chocolate, mate. Because as a kid, I tell you, we used to get that Neapolitan ice cream, mate. I used to. <laughs> you were the barbarian that just scooped the one flavor. God, God bless <laughs> you, G. Um, I, I I will say this. I I will use this as a reason to buy Irv Smith. Tyler Eifert's 29. I can't find the exact details of his newest contract, but I got to think that it's front-loaded for the first two years and a team-friendly dead cap number for the back two years. So once in a blue moon, you can hit on a, on a rookie tight end like an Evan Ingram, like a Jeremy Shockey that can help you in year one. But more often than not, it's year two, year three. So uh, Irv Smith will make a nice uh, hood ornament on your taxi squad the rest yeah, of the year. He's got good value. It just I feel like if you just drafted him already, you lost a little bit of value because you thought he was going to be the guy and Kyle Rudolph is out. Well, I, but I, I think he is a good buy for all the reasons you're saying. I uh, do think he's that guy long term. Well, you know who can afford to buy lots of new stuff, Jerry? That's that's Carson. You? That's well, yeah, of course me. I'm big balling over here. Uh, Carson Wentz <laughs> just signed a huge, huge extension. Uh, I think it was $107 million, just under what Russell Wilson got. And uh, they don't have to go into the season sweating this. I, I really like this as a Carson Wentz owner. I love the pieces they put around him, bringing Deshaun Jackson back, drafting J.J. Arcega-Whiteside, the emergence in year two. Hopefully we see more from Dallas Godert. 
Uh, Alshon Jeffrey's still there. Uh, I agree with Shane, our good friend Shane Manella, that he'll be gone probably next year, he being Alshon. And, uh, you know, Nelson Aguilar, for all the you know things that we don't like about him, he's still there. I think collectively, every position, running back, wide receiver, tight end, I think this is the collective, like all five, six skill position guys, the best collective skill position set in the thing. And the fact that Kyle, um, excuse me, that Carson Wentz is going to be locked in there for the next several years with these pieces, I'm super excited as a guy who's drafted a lot of Carson Wentz. Jerry, I just made you draft Carson Wentz in uh, the Dynasty Degenerates 4 draft. Uh, how are you feeling? Oh, you didn't make me draft Carson Wentz. I'm going to scoop that boy up everywhere. He's like Andrew Luck from a few years ago. I've said it once. I'll say it a thousand times. The guy was MV- MVP caliber, excuse me, when he was playing before his injury. He got injured. You know, the people are down on him. They want the new hotness. Well, let me tell you, I will take Carson Wentz and his unsexy red hair, and I will take it to Dynasty Glory. Now, uh, yeah, now, now, now G. So, sorry, sorry. You're, is good. It, you're drafting a guy that's been injured two years in a row. Like, is he going to learn that, that – and I don't think he can because I think it's just part of – of your makeup of a person or who you are is to, to change that part of the game, that physical part of the game that he has where he runs. Like it's very hard to, if you're wired a certain way to rewire somebody and that's two years in a row now that he hasn't been available for the Eagles, which it probably hurts as hurts football, like as, as actual the game itself and it does the fantasy, but it's just, Mate, you just you're investing a lot of money in a guy that hasn't been there when you needed him the most. I, I I will say the the cause of the injury is is fair, but you know one was a like a back injury, a bone injury, and the other that, one was that's it, the was one that was it was it me the most was, the, was it ACL. The, the, the yeah. knee is whatever. The knees happen to everybody, and you know that that they happen for whatever reason. But mate, you start messing around with you, know, you have back problems. Uh, well, gee, you just gave me a great segue to uh, one of our last two stories, and I- I'm going to merge these together and throw them around to you guys. Lamar Jackson has been showing better in camp and not throwing as many ducks, and uh, the top brass in Buffalo wants Josh Allen to make quote-unquote better decisions. These guys are also mobile quarterbacks are going to run, much like you said about Wentz, and I-, I think Cam Newton, as much as I don't dig the man's fashion statement or his monocle. Uh, I, 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 I do believe the fact that he was correct when he said a lion's going to roar. You know, that, that, that's what they do. These guys are mobile quarterbacks. They get out. They, they run. They move around. Um, where are you guys at? I'll start with G this time. G, where are you at with Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen? Uh, Lamar Jackson. Um, the thing I do like about Lamar Jackson, the fact when he runs, is he's smart enough to know when to go down, which is, which is great. Uh, the throwing part still concerns me. Um, his base is like so narrow, um, and, and it still is. Um, I, I really like what they've done though. Um, and I think in, in a segment we got coming up, I'll, I'll probably show that and a few guys will talk about, um, as for Josh, I love Josh Allen. I love the arm. Mate, the dude for his size is quick. He's mobile, and he's probably – I don't know if he's going to get away with the whole running as much this year um, because I think he probably shocked a few people with how quick 
for the size that he was last year. I think people have a bit of a wake-up to it now. But um, probably, look, I'm probably higher on Josh Allen. I own both guys in a few leagues. And I, I, to be honest, I'm probably trying to fade um, Lamar Jackson a little bit, only because But if I had to give away the two, I'd probably be uh, fading Lamar Jackson over Josh Allen at the moment. And what I about you? Nothing to counter that. Uh, it, it, honestly, I, the only hope I really have for Lamar Jackson is that the better pass catchers around him, the Miles Boykin and the Hollywoods, make him better. Because I don't, uh, like you said, he he doesn't get hit, which is nice, and the boy can run. Oh my God, the boy can run. But in they say he's not throwing quackers in practice. Shut up, shut up. Yes, he is. Stop it. You know, like everybody looks great. Everybody's uh, yeah. a at the moment. Yeah, stop that. I, I'm not going to get gonna, to the preseason and see that was hogwash. I'm not, not going to get into uh, Lamar Jackson. I'm going to save that for later in the show. But uh, Josh Allen, 6'5", 238. Lamar Jackson, 6'2", 212. Uh, I, I think they both can make better decisions both in the pocket and when they're running the ball. Uh, Josh Allen's already missed you know games to injury. He missed four games last year. With I think it was an elbow or a forearm muscle injury, so, so he's already missed time. Uh, but Josh Allen had a. Uh, we're going to talk more about him too. So um, in the last story, it would not be a Dynasty Warzone news segment without a little Todd Gurley news. Todd Gurley oh. said today to reporters that the knee issue, this is small. Uh, small. Is, is is this issue small for you, uh, G? And do you own any Gurley? I don't own any girly. I've never owned any girly. Just, um, you know, when you're a champion in a lot of leagues, mate, you don't get the draft that high. Um, <laughs> no, that's not true. But, uh, look, I, I've said it on, on, on our podcast is, look, I, I had a shoulder operation last late, late last year, and I have what he has in my shoulder. I have bone on bone. I don't have any cartilage at all left. Um, and let me tell you, I use my arm for work being a tradesman. And it constantly aches. Um, I have days where it's just it's just a, uh, an absolute bitch. Um, live on anti-inflammatories and whatnot. And I'm not even putting that amount of stress through my body with my shoulder. I'm, I'm just lifting my arm above my shoulder, basically. And this dude's putting huge amounts of force through his knee on cutting his whole body weight. Um, I, I don't see how it's how it's a small problem at all i, I just if, if it is bone on bone like they say it's just uh, i i just reckon that the he's either got a really high pest uh pain threshold or mate, they just we saw what happened in the end of last year and through the playoffs and i think that's pretty much what you're going to see of Gurley from now on and look they showed it and who they drafted and uh yeah i've just i'm of off Gurley. Months ago, and I reckon if you have him now, mate, you're going to really struggle to get anything for him. What about you, Jer? I, listen, all the things that G said, 100% on. Because we're not talking about a shoulder, you know, just as a normal worker. We're talking about an NFL running back cutting, running, getting hit by superhumans. Because that's what NFL defensive players are. They are superhumans. And you got to survive that. What I'm not willing to do is bail on the dude for nothing. He's still under contract. He's still getting ungodly amounts of money. I saw today that someone said they would sell him for a first and a third. 
listen, if someone's going to give you TJ Hawkinson and Alexander Madison, I will take Todd Gurley over that. So th- that's where I'm at. Is it a small deal, like Gurley said? No. Oh, no. The, like what G said, you saw what happened near the end of the year. In the Super Bowl, the man got less touches than the punter. You see they trade up to get Daryl Henderson, a dynamic running back. Not just some guy. They didn't just get some guy that they could put in as a role. No, you got a dynamic running back. There is something to it. And we are going to see a hit in that man's production. But don't be stupid and don't bail for nothing. He's still going to be a thousand-yard running back would be my guess. And even if he's not, he is still in a situation where the man can get double-digit touchdowns just by falling in that offense. Man, I, I wish I could get double-digit touchdowns just by falling in an offense. I will, say, I, I will say this. So Todd, Todd Gurley's peak season was almost 400 points because he almost joined a very, we'll say, legendary fantasy club of running backs that have scored 400. There's been two since like 1990-something, Ladanian Tomlinson and David Johnson. He was real close, and he would have made it had he played that final game that season. But let's just say his ceiling, his apex, the absolute highest you can get with Todd Gurley is 400 PPR points, right? And let's say you get 60% of that, okay? That's 240 points in PPR. 240 points last year in PPR would have made him the uh, running back 11 in in PPR scoring with 240 points. So he doesn't have to be the 400-point man to be a good man on your roster. But listen, so the reason, and I buried the lead uh, earlier when I brought on G. I was just excited to talk to him. He and I spoke for about 40 minutes last night. Uh, we tried to do that once every couple of weeks. Sometimes I record it. Sometimes I don't. Yeah. But uh, this week's show, we're going to be covering breakouts and fakeouts. Breakouts are just, just like exactly like it sounds. Guys that we think are going to break out in 2019 and uh, guys that we're excited for either in redraft or we're trying to buy now in Dynasty before the price tag goes up. And then fakeouts, fakeouts are just like they sound. You know, if you play a little basketball or uh, you watch Baker, not a huge Baker guy, but I will say Baker has some of the sweetest pump fakes and play action fakes of any quarterback in the league. Th- th- that's what these guys are. They're going to fake you out. They're going to make you think they're doing one thing and they're really not. They're not going to uh, break out. They're going to fake you out and they're not going to do what they thought they were going to do. So are you gentlemen ready to share your fake outs and breakouts? Let's do it. All right, I'm going to start with Jerry. Jerry, give us your entire breakout team, and we all have got one quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, and a tight end. So, Jerry, give us your 2019 breakout team. Okay, I went a little weird with the quarterback because, you know, you you figure you want to go a younger guy for a breakout. I didn't. I went former Spartan, Minnesota Viking, Kirk Cousins. Why, Jerry, would you go with a 31-year-old quarterback as your breakout? Because everybody That was going to be my very next question. Everybody thinks he is poop. This man came in first year of the offense in Minnesota. 30 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. That's a pretty good year. The first time he's ever had any sort of receiver help. Who did he have in Washington? Jordan Reed and Jordan Reed. And we know how reliable that man has been as dynasty owners. You got Stefan Diggs, still going to be there. You got Adam Thielen, still going to be there. Kyle Rudolph, Irv Smith, Dalvin Cook. You, you have tons of talent. Yeah, the offensive line is suspect. The man got sacked an unbelievable amount. And he chokes in the big games. 
listen, Michigan State, Nebraska, his senior year, I promise you I know all about it. And that has continued. But he's growing with these guys. And if he can drop, you know, 38 touchdowns and 12 interceptions, where does that put him? QB3? QB4? I mean, he's not going to run a ton. But he is safe. Oh, my goodness, he is safe. The last six weeks of the season, 11 touchdowns, three interceptions, never had below 60%. Half of them were over 72%. The man can play. So that was my weird one. Randy's going to hate my running back. He's definitely going to hate the first one. Because I went Homer with the quarterback, the Michigan State guy. You know I'm going carry on Johnson. Daryl Bevel, you know, we'll see what he does. We'll see if he pulls that Marshawn Lynch offense and just wants to pound the rock. You drafted TJ Hawkinson, eight overall, good pass catcher. Famous for his blocking, though. You know, they, they've only drafted offensive linemen, it seems like, for the last half a decade. Now, are they going to take the next step so they can actually have an offensive line that actually thrives? We will see. We'll see what this Matt Patricia offense does. But it looks like they want to pound the ball. They brought in C.J. Anderson also. So, you know, he's he's going to take some of the looks. But let's let's face it. We've been talking about C.J. Anderson for too long, and running backs don't have careers like that. Yeah, the boy was a bowling ball last year. <laughs> But Carrion's a dynamic type of player. I want to see that man explode. Okay. David Montgomery, NFC North division rival. I just love the man's game. And, you know, this is a team that has an unbelievable defense. You know, we'll see if they can repeat it, but I don't see any reason why they won't. And if you're going to have a great defense, you're going to want to slow the game down. You don't, you don't want to have... All that going on. And honestly, you don't really want to rely on Mitchell Trubisky. I said it. That's a spoiler for later. David Montgomery, he's just he can pass it, he can run it, and he's violent. I just love violent running backs. Wide receivers, Nikhil Harry and Dante Pettis. I just got a gut feeling on Dante Pettis. You know, they drafted Debo. Jimmy G's coming back. I just feel like Dante Pettis is going to be the guy that rips the roof off. He's the guy I'm going over Debo. That's I don't I don't want to say that's unpopular. I feel like a lot of people do that, but that's just how I feel. And Nikhil Harry has Tom Brady. And when you lose Rob Gronkowski, you lose your top offensive threat. You lose your top end zone threat in the passing game. And you replace him with their first pick in the first round is one of the dynamic receivers of this draft class. You know, he has flaws in his game. We've all we've been talking about it all summer. But the one thing the man can do is catch a contested ball and he can do it in the end zone. And if he does that a few times early in the season, Tom Brady's going to love him and Tom Brady's going to get horny for him in the end zone. And that is just points and glory for all of us. The tight end, our man Kyle from the fantasy football fellas loving on Chris Herndon. I'm going to love on him, too. You know what? Thank you, Kyle. You might have stolen rocket power in our cartoon draft a few months ago, but this is on you, buddy. Chris Herndon is my breakout tight end. All right. Well, I'm going to let G go first. G, any, anything that you agree or disagree with on Jerry's list? Um, uh, you know, it's, it's hard to disagree with someone when it's their take. Uh, I think that's what the whole Twitter fear is for. Um, no, I, I don't. I don't think so. I, I look, Chris Hernan, I'm a fan of. Um, I own him in a heap of leagues. Um, now Harry was the other one, correct? Yeah. Harry. Yep. Um, look, yeah. Look, 
at the moment, uh, is a bit sparse on that side of the ball, isn't it? Um, is he is he the replace for Gronk? Is he that big body guy they're looking for? Well, we're gonna. I, I think we're most definitely going to find out, and you're going to find out in the first year. The only thing that concerns me about about him is the fact that they've never been great at picking wide receivers, have they? Hey, that was my concern too. But I'm just, I'm going with the gut, baby. You got to yeah. go with the gut, G. Like who, who's been the best, the best wide receiver in the last, you know, the last ten years? And he wasn't even a pick. He was, you know, it was, was a, a West, hall of famer. It, it was, was yeah. already good anyway. Well, they had Randy Moss by Brady. Yeah, for but they also uh, had Wes Welker and uh, my, my my favorite in New England's Julian Edelman. At least for this year. Oh, without, without a doubt, I'm not. I'm, but they're the smaller slot guys. They've always, they've always. I see. You're talking about guys. the big guys. Brady has a lot to do with that. Nope, I'm, I'm down. Uh, my, my one, my one call out. Much like G was talking about with Carson Wentz, is I'll talk about Carryon Johnson. He, the last two years, has ended his season on the injury list. His last year of college, and then his last year, last year, uh, he did not finish the season. And I know they were. You know, packing it up, packing it in. His injuries have also been a little fluky. I know it was a shoulder in college, if I remember correctly, and then a knee last year. That's my only thing. And I don't think, as a carry-on owner, I want to see run, 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 run. I want to see him get about 60% of the work. I would like to see it be about 55 60%, about 30-ish percent for C.J. Anderson, and then that leftover 5 to 10 mixed out between Zach Zinner and Theo Reddick. I'm totally cool with that. I don't. If you're a carry-on owner, you don't want to be a hog, you know, with with carries and touches. You want him to make his touches matter and matter deep into the season. So that that would be my only uh, comment there about your team. How about you, G? Give us your six. Oh, here we go. The big six. Now, look, the way I sort of looked at it, probably a little bit. I looked at it as a fact of where these guys are going. Um, they're ADPs. And that I'm the guest. I can pretty much do what I want. Is that correct? Memphis? That is that is correct. That is have, correct. You have three QBs now running. Jason, you got you got Killer Moore, the O's coordinator. Now you got the QB coach in John Kitner. So what do QBs like to do? They don't like handing the ball off. They want to throw the goddamn thing. <laughs> so this is this is all good for Dak Prescott. And look, we all we all know about the rookie season. Sophomore season was a bit of a slump. Uh, picked it up last year. And look. It was more of a tale of sort of that two cities type thing, wasn't it, last year? It was two halves. It was, you know, pre-Amari Cooper and post-Amari Cooper, really, for the, the Cowboys last year and Dak Prescott for that. So, look, once Amari Cooper turned up, his passing percentage uh, went went through. Everything went up. All, he, all his numbers went up. Um, they started the ball 59% of the time by the end of the year, which is, which is you know, that's quite high. Um, what else was he? They uh, he was third in pass attempts in the in the final nine games with Cooper. Um, he added an extra yard on every pass that he threw. So I think he went from like the high sixes to the high sevens. Um, his completion rate went from sixty two point one to seventy one with Amari Cooper in the team. Uh, his QB rating went from eighty seven to one hundred and three. Uh, he was like a top, I think he was like a maybe the number nine QB for the second half of the season overall. He might have been higher than that, um, just thinking off the top of my head. But, look, everything went up once Cooper was there. They they ran more plays. Um, if you average it out over the season, they would have run an extra, like, 90-odd plays, which over the course of the season, that's a hell of a lot of, of extra extra plays. 
I just think now that he has someone like that in the team, and I think they're going to – it just takes so much pressure off, off him. It takes more pressure off Zeke. And I think you're going to start to see Dak Prescott be more of the rookie guy that we saw. And, look, we've seen even what Zeke's doing. Zeke's slimmed down. Mate, sometimes I see him and I think, dude, where's all your weight going? Looks like he's been crook. Down, I think they're going to get him catching a lot more balls out of the backfield. So that also helps Dak. We know him as a runner. He rushes. In the last three, in the three seasons he's been in the league, he's fourth overall for rushing attempts. He's sixth for rushing yards, and he's the number one QB in the league for rushing TDs. He's had six every year that he's played. And I just think we're going to see more of the first year Dak than we saw of the second and the third year. So. Uh, and look, where, where you're getting him at the moment uh, is an is an absolute is an absolute steal. Um, our wide receivers, Mike Williams. Um, only 16 wide receivers have been top 20 in fantasy with less than 100 targets, mate. And he did it with a mere 66 catches. Uh, Tyrell Williams is gone, so he leaves 65 targets behind and five TDs. Um, he ended the season last year, 66 targets, only 43 receptions for 664 yards and 10 TDs. Uh, he's averaging 41 game last season. I, I, I see that going up. Uh, he's going to be outside of Keenan Allen. We all know Keenan Allen's just a, a machine. But we, I think we saw real glimpses of, of the real Mike Williams last year. Uh, he's going to see a hell of a lot more targets. Uh, fantasy pros at the moment have him ranked number 31 in PPR and number 28 in standard. And look, mate, some of the guys that are uh, behind him uh, are Alan Robinson, Robbie Anderson, Tyler Boyd, and Ashton Jeffrey. And the calculator, which is one thing that I use, is Fantasy Football Calculator, which is the the plebs like us. Oh, we're not like us, but we're part of the plebs. We're not we're not getting paid to to give our, our opinions, but uh, it's just the general public. Uh, he's going at in the at the end of the fifth round. So I'll, I'll, I'll take that upside. He, he's a easily could be a top 10 wide receiver this year. Uh, my second guy in this list who's way down. Now, this is a real flyer, uh, but at the moment in fantasy pros, having at the 105th wide receiver. And he's going to be the number two guy on his team's depth chart. Anybody have any idea? Uh, I'm going to hmm. guess. I, I'm going to guess because he's one of my favorite. Geronimo Allison. Oh, he's down there. He's he's, he's alongside with him, but uh, he plays with probably the best QB in the league. Uh, Demarcus Robinson. Ah, bingo! Nice. Look at this guy. Yes, very nice. Drafted in the fourth round, 2016. Mate, look, the guy has everything. We haven't seen it yet. Uh, it's taken him a while to catch on, mate. He's got length. He's got speed. He's got hands. Um, we saw more of a connection this year, they say, between between him and uh, my man, Mayhem. Uh, and, look, mate, you get drafted in, into the, the Chiefs and you Smith, who doesn't like throwing the football down the field, like, mate, what chance have you got for the first couple of years you're actually playing in that team? Um, we see the suspension, which which is coming, whether or not uh, whatever happens off 
the NFL are going to suspend him. We, we saw what they did just for Zeke. They gave him, what was it, six games? Um, yeah, it was six. So Tyrell, he's, he's, going to have, he's going to get, whether it's all year, but he's definitely going to get a suspension of some sort. So he becomes the only guy in front of him is Sammy Watkins. I was going to actually put Sammy Watkins on this list, but my God, mate, he's more injured than anybody else that I know. And I love Sammy Watkins. Um, so you have a run game now. you got guys definitely worried about um, Kelsey. Uh, they're going to be worried about Sammy Watkins. You get on coverage. Uh, and I think, you know, you got Conley, who was ahead of him last year on the depth chart. He's gone as well. I just think if at spot 105, if you take him, you know, in – in your leagues and just put a flyer on him, you, you you might get paid off. Uh, and as for my tight end, my tight end's Mark Andrews. Um, he was uh, Lamar Jackson's favourite rookie receiver uh, rookie receiver last year. He was his favourite receiver last year, whether he's a rookie or how long he's been there. Let's have, you have a look at what everything that the Ravens have done now. They've got Ingram, they've got a, the big thumper, who people are probably underestimating a little bit, even though he's, I think he's 30 years old. Still plenty of tread left on the ties. So it's not like you're going to have to put someone in the box to stop him because, he, he, mate, he, he can break it free. You get you go and draft Justice Hill, who I absolutely love. Um, he just sheer speed. you got to be careful of him in the backfield. Uh, they go and get receiver. They get go get Hollywood. They get Miles Boykin. I think I, I, last I heard he was probably a little bit uh, suffering from. I think it was a hamstring. But you go and get good receivers. Um, so all of a sudden you take all the focus off one guy basically. And, and this guy found so much space for such a big guy. And mate, he can move after the catch. He had two runs last year of seventy four and 68 yards, respectively. Um, he finished 2018 with 34, 552 yards and three TDs. So that's a rookie. Okay, so what do we do now? We I'm projecting him forward. So if you give him, instead of 34 catches, we give him 57. Instead of 552 yards, we give him, say we'll give him around 700, which is quite high. But if you're going to give him that many more um, catches, you have to give him the yards. And we'll just give him two more TDs. That'd put him in the range of about the seventh tight end uh, in the league. And fantasy pros at the moment have him at tight end twenty. Um, and in on the fantasy football calculator for all the plebs out there that uh, that know a fair bit, uh, he's not even getting drafted in the twelve team league. Yeah, my guys. There, there is it, Jerry. Anything that you want to uh, dispute or take homage with or or praise? No. No, the uh, the historian in me loves the fact that you keep using plebs as a, as a term <laughs> to talk to us peasant class. Uh, no, I actually love loved the Dak pick. I didn't think about Dak as far as a breakout, and the moment you said him, I was like, "Damn it, I should have taken Dak." Uh, but no, I like all of that. You're a sneaky fella, G. You are a sneaky fella. He is a very, very sneaky fellow. I, I will just say that if you're a Patreon, and thank you to our uh, our two new Patreons this week, you know what a fan of Mike Williams I am. And in Dynasty, you're buying instant equity. I'll give you a little sneak peek of what the Patreon's got. He's currently going around the end of the 7th to the top of the 8th in a, in a Dynasty startup right now. That's super flex. 
And this is a guy that I think next year could easily be going in the fourth round. So you could be buying instant equity with a uh, Mike Williams share. So I love that pick. I'll bump through mine real quick, and then we'll get into the uh, the fake outs, the guys that are going to uh, head fake. Is my QB Josh Allen? Uh, I know his accuracy was terrible, just under 53%, but but that's cool because my man averaged 17.1, peep, uh, I guess, basic scoring, 25 yards to get you a point for, for a passing TD type scoring. He averaged 17.1, which was just a tick better than Baker, who averaged 16.9. Uh, he missed four games. Baker didn't start three, so f- fair correlation. This guy had six games, six games where he had 18 or more points. He had five games where he had 20 or more points, and he had that 140-point bazinga in the middle of the fantasy playoffs. Uh, This guy's got a real Cam Newton feel-type vibe to him. Uh, I I really like him. I think he'll continue to get better. I hope he works on the accuracy. They added John Brown for him. They added Cole Beasley. They added Dawson Knox, who I'm a big fan of. They brought in Devin Singletary. Not the best pass catcher, but I, I, I think he's willing um, and they still have Robert Foster and Zay Jones. And I'm a big Zay Jones guy. Didn't make the list, but Zay Jones is definitely another buy. But Josh Allen, my quarterback, my, my first running back is Kenyon Drake. I mean, this guy is competing for big-time touches with Kalen Balaj, Miles Gaskin, and Mark Walton. He is by far the most complete and the most competent running back in that thing. He's a good pass catcher. He got 53 passes last year on his 73 targets, and we know how Chad O'Shea has seen the running back position used. Chad O'Shea is the new offensive coordinator for the Dolphins. He spent about the last decade in New England with Josh McDaniel. So I, I think Kenyon's Drake, Kenyon Drake's role excuse me, is still safe uh, there in the passing game. And he was RB14 last year in PPR. Um, I think that, can, that, could, that could really go up if he could add some touchdowns. He had four rushing, five receiving, only nine total touchdowns, and was a borderline RB, I mean, yeah, RB1. So Kenyon Drake, and then Justice Hill. I know G's going to like this one. He's, he's a Justice Hill guy. Um, Baltimore led the league last year in rushing attempts more than any other team in the league, and they have 170 vacated attempts uh, just by what's left behind by Alex Collins. Um, Oh, my gosh, I I wrote his name down. Uh, Ty Montgomery and then uh, Jarvis Allen, a.k.a. Buck Allen. Uh, Those guys left behind 170 vacated rushes. Uh, I think Gus Edwards will come down from his 137 last year, and I think there's a lot of touches Uh, running the ball for both Justice Hill and even Mark Ingram, who they brought in in free agency. And I can see, you know, Greg Roman and Harbaugh wanting to kind of emulate and try to figure out how to unlock a a poor man's version of Mark Ingram and Kamara. And there's no reason why Mark Ingram has to dominate this backfield, by the way. Mark Ingram, 29 years old, has missed games every season to injury or suspension. So Justice Hill, big fan. Then my man, DJ Moore in there in Carolina with Cam Newton. Uh, He played all 16 games. He only started 10, and he still put up a rookie stat line of 82 catches for 78 yards and only two TDs. I think the two TDs are a lot of the reason why he's not going even higher in drafts. He's in year two of the North Turner offense, and North Turner has got an awesome track record with wide receiver ones going clear back to Michael Irvin with the Dallas Cowboys and Vincent Jackson with the then San Diego Chargers, and uh, then D.D. Westbrook. D.D. Westbrook is uh, is the guy who led the Jacksonville Jaguars in targets last year with 101. 
Uh, Dante Moncrief took his 89 targets and went to Pittsburgh. And TJ Yeldon, here's a little fun fact for you. TJ Yeldon had 78 targets in this Jacksonville offense last year. And uh, that dude's currently in Buffalo, and Jacksonville brought in no one to compete really with Leonard Fournette for touches. Leonard Fournette could get a nice little bump in the reception game, but as I digress, I'm I'm big on DD. I mean, you talk about a guy who had 101 targets last year. Uh, he's getting a major QB upgrade with Nick Foles, and I don't think it's just good for DD. I think uh, Keelan Cole or DJ Chart could break out as well. And then my tight end, Jerry, this one's going to hit close to home for you, TJ Hawkinson. Do you want to know how many vacated targets the uh, the Lions had, Jerry? How many vacated targets? 196, or an average of 12.2 a game. So and he's getting 12.2 targets a game? Well, That I, will justify I, eight overall, my I, friend. I don't think so, but 96 of those were to Golden Tate and uh, Bruce Ellington out of the slot, an area where I could see... Hawkinson lining up, I can see him being motion from in the you know in tight to out into to the slot, and uh, someone's got to do the dirty work. So that and, and Matt Stafford needs a best friend. You know Joe Flacco didn't quote unquote start off as a tight end guy. If you look at Joe, if you look at Joe Flacco throughout his career, he he wasn't the tight end maker until much later in his season. And I think Stafford needs someone that he can count on, someone that he can rely on. I love TJ Hawkinson. That is my breakout team. Jerry, what did I do right? What what would you change? I I actually like it all, my friend. Uh, Kenyon Drake is one of those weird guys that I hated come the offseason. Like, as soon as it started, I was really all aboard the Kalen Bellage and then whoever they drafted. And I've been I've been snatching a little Miles Gaskin. But I think I'm coming on to Kenyon Drake. I think that came off weird. Don't cut. Don't make that a cut. <laughs> I don't need me coming on to Kenyon Drake. Hey now. Drop. Hey, hey, you live <laughs> your best life, pal. <laughs> but it, I really do think he's going to take that backfield. Justice Hill. I feel like he's the guy of the future. I like that one. DJ Moore is one of the guys that I'm not as high on as most people. I don't know. It's just. It's something. I don't know what it is. I just never really loved everything about him. Didi's that sneaky guy. Didi's like. A few years younger Robbie Anderson. He's like the guy that everyone forgets about, and yet he just keeps scoring points. As far as hot goes, you know, I I made the joke that, you know, he was going to get 200 targets or whatever it was. But I could see him being that that guy up the middle because they they don't have it. Marvin Jones will make absurd catches down a sideline. Kenny Galladay can make unbelievable catches, too. There's not that guy. There, there's really not. And if he, if he can get the separation and beat a linebacker real quick, and Stafford can be his best friend, oh, just let them skip through a field on their way to a picnic of best friends. That's what I need. That's what my soul needs. That's what this city needs. Skipping with a picnic basket of friendship. All right, G. Anything on my team, and then we got to kind of put the uh, the accelerator down through these uh, fake outs. So, uh, G. Anything uh, on my team, and then uh, give us your uh, your fake out team. No, mate. Look, I, I I like everything you put down. Josh Allen. I like I said, I own him in a few teams, mate. He'll be he'll be my starting quarterback in, in week one. Kenyon Drake. Well, probably the best thing to happen to him is that Gase is gone because my God, bloody um, Frank Gore led the team in rushing last year. Like, forgot, really? You know, like, what, 53-year-old Frank Gore? Come on. Um, Justice Hill, we've already spoke, mate. I, I had him down, I think, as my number three running back out of this class. DJ Moore, 
I agree with Jerry. I'm, I don't know what it is about GJ Moore. I just can't come around on. I think it's because I'm a fan of Deshaun Hamilton, which I think is a very similar player, but has a few more traits, like he can go up and get the ball uh, better than DJ Moore can. D.D. Westbrook, mate, I've owned him since he came out, and I haven't uh, let him go. Or I haven't sent him anywhere to anybody else as part of a trade. I'm just holding on and hoping with all hell that uh, this could be the year now that he's got a decent quarterback. And T.J. Hawkinson was my number one tight end. Um, I, I, I think uh, he was. I think he was a, a step ahead of Noah Fant. Um, but uh, yeah, mate, I, I, I agree with all of those. I think Hawkinson could be the the next the next thing just because he can block. He's an amazing blocker, and he gets downfield a lot quicker than people give him credit for. Everybody said Noah Fant, mate. Go and have a look at the film when they both. Break down field, there ain't much between. There's one step between them, if that. I, uh, I listen. <laughs> please be right. Just please, <laughs> one time, let the Lions be good. One time. I'm 31 years old. Just let one pick pay off. I say that, but then we had Calvin Johnson, and then we made him retire. All right, let's uh, let let's cycle through uh, let's cycle through some of these uh, these fake outs and uh, get these people on. All right, G, fake us out. Fake us out. Jeez, I wasn't ready for this. Okay, my quarterback, Cam Newton. Um, look, mate. I, I, to be honest, I'm going to say this, and everyone's going to say, "Well, look what Andrew Luck did." But I, I, I don't know if I really want a guy coming off a shoulder surgery. Like, okay, it was only an arthroscopic surgery. I think it was. Um, but, you know, he, he looked terrible, absolutely terrible at the end of the last season. Mate, and to be honest, he hasn't been good for the last two seasons. He's uh, especially like his deep ball throwing uh, has been horrendous compared to when he started in 2011 to 16. He was 14.2%. He was the number one quarterback for deep throws. In, and since 2017 and 18, he's the 28th quarterback. Uh, is that all the shoulder? Has the shoulder been hurting him for two years? I don't know if it's been hurting him for two years. It definitely hurt him at the uh, halfway through last season. Um, so I just uh, I, I just don't know. And that affects your guy, DJ Moore, obviously, uh, Randers, that you put in there. Um, and, look, at Fantasy Pros at the moment, he's, he's quarterback nine. And, look, he's ahead of guys like Wentz, Goff, Roethlisberger, Rivers. Mate, I'd probably have Wentz. I'd probably have Rivers just because – He's safe, and he's you know what he's going to do. And I think he's he's got a better contingent of, of wide receivers, and uh, and now his tight ends back. Um, and a football calculator. Look, he's going in at the end of the ninth round, which is is okay. But I'm I'm pretty sure I could probably find. I think Dak Prescott's going after him. I think I probably might take a chance on Dak Prescott. And look, the thing about Cam too is he's been his running. Um, that has always helped. Um, but look, last year. And I don't know what's going to be like this year, but we've seen a drop off in, in in that as well. He has his second lowest yards last year. He, he was the lowest in his TDs, and he was the second lowest in a, uh, in run attempts. So I, I've always been an exponent. The, the way that he runs, I, I still don't think he knows. He doesn't know how to go down. He definitely doesn't know how to cover up, like protect himself. I think the, his sheer size has probably got him through to this point. Um, but look, I, I'd be. He's not someone that I'd be looking at. I'd look at whoever. I'd, I'd wait later on a, on a quarterback if, if he was available. And then, look, in the last five seasons, he's only finished two of those last five. 
Um, as far as my wide receivers go, I'll put a rookie in here. I'm going to put uh, Miko Hardman, only from the fact that, oh, my God, he's just going so high. And look, uh, in in Dynasty, and I realise it's Dynasty and you, you, you have him for a while, but it's just – Mate, he's been going in the first round of Dynasty drafts purely based on the fact that Tyreek Hill and he's the replacement for Tyreek Hill. And I, I, I don't get that. I don't see it. Um, he, look, he's going to be the number four receiver probably on this team. He's going to be behind Watkins. He's going to be behind Robinson. And he's going to be behind Kelsey. Uh, and look, Andy Reid's come out and said, look, we'd like to sort of ease him into it like we did with Tyreek Hill. But I don't even see Tyreek Hill's rookie season. He had 83 targets, 593 yards and six CDs. I don't see Nicole Hardman doing that. I don't know if they're going to use him, how much they're going to use him as a wide receiver. Um, they'll probably definitely use him on punt returns, kick returns. Uh, you know, they'll use him you know, jet sweeps, very similar to what they use things with, with Tyreek Hill. But, again, he's not Tyreek Hill. Um, speed is good, but speed is not everything. Um and at the moment, he's, the fantasy pros got him at wide receiver 63, and fantasy calculator have him going at the at the end of the seventh round. But I'm pretty sure that there's guys like Geronimo Allison and Dante Pettis I'd rather pick up who are going after him in in drafts. Uh, my other one that I have is somewhere here, mate. It's here somewhere. Is Alan Robinson? Um, I've spoke about him a lot on on our podcast on the Aussie Guys podcast. I just I don't get it. I, I've never got it. I, I know he had that big season, uh, his sophomore season, 2015. He had 153 targets for 80 uh, catches and 1,414 TDs. Let's face it, 153 targets. I think 100 of those targets came with five minutes to go into the last quarter. Uh, he's done nothing since. He hasn't He hasn't got close to those TDs in the last three seasons. Granted, he missed the whole season in I think it was, what, 2017, I think he, he started the first game and that was it, got injured. Um, he's only had two Ds basically in the last two seasons. Uh, there's still question marks over his quarterback, Trubisky. Um, I really like who they drafted in Riley Ridley. He was uh, my number three wide receiver in this class. Um, a lot of people disagree, but that's cool. Uh, and look, and, and he's really impressed Nagy at, at camp so far. So uh, I think he, and when you watch him play, he's the type of guy that could very easily in, into Alan Robinson. Different different parts of the field. He, he can play on the outside, but he's such a smooth route runner uh, and he gets open and Trubisky needs someone to get open. Um, so at the moment on Fantasy Pros, he's number 20, he's the number 20, I don't know, I've put down something down, wrong down there. Uh, no, he's a 26, sorry. Yeah, wide receiver going. Mate, the guys behind him are Boyd, Mike Williams, even Will Fuller. I'd rather, even with his injury, I'd rather take a chance on Will Fuller because when he's playing, the dude puts up numbers. Uh, and in the fantasy calculator, people are drafting him uh, at 7.08. Uh, tight end. This was a hard one, Randers, because, mate, there's, outside of the top three, it's it's a really hard Position. Oh, sorry, running backs. We've got my running backs to do, haven't we? Uh, running backs. Le'Veon Bell I have down here. Um, what are the concerns? Hasn't played a season. He's running behind an offensive line that's not as good as he's used to. He's got a downgrading quarterback um, at the moment anyway. 
he's got a downgrade in the receiving talent around him. That puts more pressure on him. Um, and the questions are, was he a product of the Steelers' offense? We Probably not totally, but you have to say that he was – it is part of his truth. And probably the biggest factor, mate, is probably Adam Gase. Like, I just gave you what he did with Frank Gore last year and Kenyon Drake. Um, running backs outside of 2016 when they made the playoffs um, and surprised probably a lot of people, Jay Jai went for 1,272 yards. Outside of that, Drake had – uh, 406, 446 in 2017 and Gord 722. Um, I just, there's other guys around there. He's going at 109. At 109, mate, I'd rather I'd rather take someone like Mixon, who I'm higher on. I'd rather take a wide receiver at 109. I'd rather take Thomas or Julio at that spot. And I'll just leave... Um, Le'Veon Bell to somebody else at the moment. So he's at Fantasy Pros, he's, wide, he's running back number eight. The other guy I've got is Sony Michelle. Uh, great season last year, obviously. Draft in the first round is um, uh, by the Patriots. Um, like he was, what do they call it? Uh, a bonus pick or whatever. It, I, don't, I, don't, I don't understand that. Um, you, you pick guys not just because he's sitting there, you've got an extra pick in the first round. You pick guys you want, and they used him well. And a, look, a luxury pick. You're him, looking for luxury. Sorry? The term luxury is pick, luxury that's the word pick. I'm looking for. I don't understand the luxury pick. What the mate? You pick players <laughs> to make your team better. You don't say pick a guy, go, hey, we've got a spare pick in the first. Who are we going to take? Hey, mate, we've got this guy down in the third. Well, let's take him in the first. It's a luxury if it doesn't work out. Mate, they all got to work out no matter who you pick. But look, Belichick. He, he, mate, he'll pick someone like he did with Michelle, and he got a year out of him. He got a Super Bowl. He had a great running back, mate, and he'll just discard him like that. It's not about where I pitch you in the draft. It's what you can do for me. It's what you can do for me to get me to a Super Bowl and win one. And if you're no good after that, mate, I don't care where I picked you up the year prior. I'll go and get somebody else. And that concerns me. He's got this knee issue, and from what I've listened to and what I've read, People are saying be, be a little bit more concerned about Sonny Michelle's knee issue than you should be about Todd Gurley's. We know what all, all the you know all the hype that knee's getting. Um, so then he goes out and he drafts uh, Damien Harris out of uh, Alabama. And look, everybody's talking about uh, Josh Jacobs, mate. Damien Harris was only two touchdowns behind him and ran for more yards. And this dude's a thumper. And the problem with um, the Patriots, we know that you never know who they're going to play each each week. But, mate, who, who, who's he got ahead of him? He's got Rex Burkhead. I think he's had had his day. He's got White, who doesn't get used in that role. And we've seen Belichick, mate, use guys, and he'll use them up. And i got a feeling that where you draft him at the moment, which is uh, fantasy pros have him at nine, he could, he could be a really good running back and be the leading running back at the Patriots at the end of the year. As far as tight ends go, um, sorry, mate, I've got my tight ends here somewhere. I don't exactly know where what I've done with him. That's not good, is it? Oh, David Njoku. Uh, everybody's talking about the offense this year. The targets that they've brought in, Odell Beckham, you've got Landry, you've got Callaway, who I think is going to have a good year. You've got a great running game. You've got Chubb. You've got the Messiah at quarterback in Mayfield. People just saying targets are going to be everywhere. Well, I don't know. I, I don't know about David Njoku. He's going to have one-on-one coverage. He's going to have a 
a lot of free plays, but I just I'm a little bit nervous, mate, about being a great athlete and not being a great footballer. Um, and I did like Njoku, and I think I got a little bit jaded with the whole athlete part. Um, but at the moment, he's tight end nine, and there's probably guys a little bit further down that I'd rather take a chance on in a less crowded offense. Well, I love I, I love the uh, Allen Robinson. That that was my fave, and uh, I'm gonna kick it over to Jerry and then give us yours. Okay, ladies and gentlemen. The fake out. The quarterback is about the easiest one I can pick. It's Mitchell Trubisky. I foreshadowed it earlier. We're talking about a dude. What did, what did he have last year? 24 touchdowns. Six of them came against Tampa in week four. I mean, you take that away, that's 18 and 12 on the year. No, thank you. I'm good on that. And like G said, Allen Robinson, that dude's got more Brandon Lloyd in his game. He showed up one year and then he died. You know, he's Dwayne Bowe. That's what he is. He he was there, and he's gone. You're, you're, you're and missing my favorite well, we one. Him, but we're good. Oh, I love Dwayne Bowe, too. You're missing yeah, my favorite you one. You know why? Because it was history. You're remembering it. He's a, he's a pleb, too. He was, he was a uh, Braylon Edwards is who I compared yeah, it, Allen Robinson to. Braylon Edwards broke my heart once, so I will always bash that man. Uh, as far as running backs go, the most, you know, talked about person in the offseason, Damian Williams, running back, Kansas City Chiefs. We're talking about a dude that, he, he's never done anything. You know, he, he was the backup to Kenyon Drake and Frank Gore. And what has he done? He's had a season with, what, 250 yards rushing last year? That's his career high. 256 yards, guys. Woo! No, I'm good. Carlos Hyde is just as good, probably better. He's a better pass catcher. He's gotten more work as a pass catcher. Yes, he's Damian Williams has been a consistent pass catcher in Miami. Carlos Hyde has had better work. I am trusting all of the Carlos Hyde over Damian Williams because I am not so sure that they give him the starting nod. And even if he does, I don't think that boy's going to be able to hold up. Uh, the other running back, you know what? I'm going to save the other running back because he's he's going to get a little bit of talk. Uh, and I'm going to save one of the wide receivers because G might stab me in the eye. And I like <laughs> both of my eyes. Uh, the other one is A.J. Brown for all of the reasons that Randy has hated on Corey Davis. Marcus Mariota is the starting quarterback. You can't trust him. I love A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown was my wide receiver two in this class, just like Corey Davis was my wide receiver one in his class. And it doesn't mean anything if Mr. I can't feel my hand cannot get you the ball. I I hope the man is healthy, and I hope I am so wrong because I want Corey Davis and A.J. Brown to be good. It'll warm my heart like a warm cup of coffee in a, in the winter morning. But I just, I can't bet on it. As far as the tight end goes, I'm going with someone that a lot of people love, and I don't, and it's Dallas Goddard. Zach Ertz is not dead. He's awesome. You know, they drafted J.J. Arcega-Whiteside. They still have Elshon Jeffrey and Nelson Aguilar, and while I do love Carson Wentz, we're talking about a dude that had a season high in a game of, like, 40 receiving yards, Dallas Goddard. I know the position is a barren wasteland with tumbleweeds rolling across a desert, but I just cannot fall in love with the guy like everybody else does. So, the running back, Miles Sanders. Okay. What? I love Miles. I love Miles Sanders. Say Don't what? get me wrong. But, as a dynasty prospect, I love me some Miles Sanders. 
But when it comes to this year, I really don't think we're going to see an increase in value. I don't really think we will. I think Jordan Howard is going to get more work than any of us want to admit. I think Carson Wentz is going to be able to sling the ball much better than he has been with a variety of talent around him. As dynamic and good on the field as Miles Sanders will look, I don't think his production will dictate what he thinks. So I don't think we see that breakout until 2020. And then we can all get aroused by watching Miles Sanders run the pigskin. The wide receiver that G may stab me in the eyeball for. Now, excuse me. I, like I said, I will get stabbed in the eye, so I have to come prepared. The wide receiver is Deshaun Hamilton, wide receiver of the Denver Broncos. Okay. Now, let's talk about Deshaun Hamilton. He shows up really the only last month of the season. And he gets you 47 yards, 46 yards, 40 yards, and 49 yards. <sighs> That'll get me to about 40% erection. Now, I need more to see a breakout from that guy. Now, you know, he did do better than Cortland Sutton in those games. And I think that's why he's getting all the hype, because Cortland Sutton was the Debbie darling that was. He was supposed to be that next guy. But let's talk about the actual wide receiver that was productive on Denver, Tim Patrick, 6'5", 200 pounds. You know, he's the one that got 10 targets, 8 targets, 5 targets, 7 targets in those same games that Deshaun Hamilton was doing well. And he got 85 yards, 65 yards, 44, and 48 yards. So, you know, and we're in a whole new offense. where you got a whole new quarterback. Who knows how long Flacco stays? Who knows how long before Drew Luck, uh, excuse me, Drew Luck takes over. Drew Luck, he wishes he was Drew Luck. You know, so he might be that guy. But from what I have seen now, he's good. The boy was good at Penn State. I want to see it. I'm not ready to just anoint the man as the great messiah of the Denver wide receiver core. He's got talent. He does have talent. But I want to see it, and I like Tim Patrick. And he's so much cheaper he's exponentially cheaper for Deshaun Hamilton and outperformed him Randy G tell I, me I, 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 uh, I'm gonna let G fight you real quick over Deshaun Hamilton oh man everyone's got, well, everyone's got an opinion but mate it's, it's hard see, to you gotta, see you're not American enough G you call me an asshole it's fine don't worry about it <laughs> No, 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 mate. If, if you look at it, it's pretty hard to get yards when when the uh, the corners wearing yeah he's wearing him as a backpack. You know, <laughs> as soon as you as soon as you catch the ball, you tackled. You know, uh, that's that's a, I, I I do understand what you're saying, and mate about Patrick, uh, mate. I've gone and got him everywhere I can. Um, I, I agree that the dude's got that little bit of freak about him. Uh, he's got that length. He's got the size. He's got some speed. He makes some freaky catches. Uh, yeah, that, that's a really good pickup. And that, look, I, I agree with the Damian Williams real, as well. Like the Carlos Hyde at the moment, Damian Williams is the 14th running back in fantasy pros. Carlos Hyde is 49. Mate, I will wait. I will wait. That's probably like, there's probably a six round gap. Between them, mate. I'll wait and I'll take Carlos Hyde at the moment. He's going at the end of the 10th round. I'll wait and take Carlos Hyde there, then go and grab and Damian Williams in the second uh, in the second round or at the start of the third, wherever he's going. Uh, I totally agree with that one, mate. Um, the Goddard thing, 
out of all the tight ends that came out last year, I think he's the biggest freak out of all of them. If you go and watch his film, mate, he, he, he is a freak, and I think they might start using him a bit more this year, but we all know with tight ends. Uh, but, mate, it is hard when you're stuck in a team with one of the top three. It's, it's hard to see a... Hard to see anything really happening. Um, but outside of that, mate, no, uh, I won't stab you in the eye. I thought you were going to put, like, Calvin Ridley down there or someone like that, mate. That would have Then we would have been getting called out. Well, uh, I, I will say this on Damian Williams again, another uh, throwback to the Patreon show. I, I, did the, I made the case for and against Damian Williams on one of the Patreon shows, and I will just leave you with this on this stat. My man has suited up for 16, excuse me, 72 NFL games. He has started seven, and five of those seven were last year for Kansas City. Not exactly a track record of success. I'm going to cycle through mine real quick. My QB, Lamar Jackson. Sorry, Dynasty Twitter. I know everybody loves him. I just can't do it, man. Zero games with 15 completions. He did not complete more than 14 passes in any game. I still stand by it. I think Phillip Rivers has more kids than he could put up than he could put up in one game. My man had one game, one game where he had two passing touchdowns. He had zero three touchdown games and he had three games with zero passing touchdowns. It, more often than not, with the exception of the one two touchdown game, it was one or no passing touchdowns and he had one game, one where he had more than 200 yards passing. He had 204. That was his season-slash-career high. Uh, technically, he got there, at least. He technically got there, but his, his, his second-best game was 179 yards. So, for those reasons, I am out on Lamar Jackson. I mean, I just I can't buy into thin-framed, uh, inaccurate, poor decision-making guy who didn't even know they had a new offense when he showed up at, at voluntary camp in May. It's like he told the media, I didn't even know we were starting a new offense. I'm like, man, just just take him and go. I know he can augment his score with rushing, but I'll take I'll take Josh Allen a round and a half later at ADP than I will Lamar Jackson. Philip Lindsay, this one right here is more of a gut, uh, a hunch. I just feel that like with the coaching staff that was there last year that made him uh, a high-end running back, they're gone. I think we're going to see a little bit more of a 50-50 split with him and Royce Freeman, and I just don't think that he can return what he returned for you in his rookie year. Uh, this next one's going to hurt uh, former host of this show, John Sheps, Darius Geis. I don't see it, man. B a bad to new offense. I'm trying to be generous by not calling it bad, but it's a new offense, and bad to new offenses don't score touchdowns. Uh, there's still AP there. There's still Chris Thompson there. They drafted Bryce Love. I think Love will be more of a 2020 obstacle. And then, uh, you know, it's, it is lying season, but head coach Gruden is already, you know, talking up Pirine. So too many, you know, cooks in the kitchen and not enough playing from ahead. When I have a running back, I want a running back on an offense that's playing for a, from ahead. Why? Because at the end of the game, what are they doing? Pounding the ball and, and running out the clock. And I don't see that. I don't see touchdowns. Hard to get behind Gurley. Um, and the ACL, it slows down a lot of guys. Go back and look at Keenan Allen's 2017 season where he got off to a, just a little bit of a slow start. He really kicked it into gear the back end of that season and last year with Dalvin Cook. Guys coming back from ACLs often have some hamstring or some soft tissue injuries. Dalvin Cook last year was no exception. Dalvin Cook also played great down the stretch. So for those reasons, uh, I'm out on Darius, guys. I don't see his value rising. Curtis Samuel. 
Um, as much as I like DJ Moore, I, I know Curtis Samuel's a bit of a, a bit of a darling of the dynasty world. But my man is just—he had zero 100-yard games last year, and 24 of his 65 targets came in two games. So you know the the other 11, you know he he got less than than four a game. Uh, Greg Olson's back. It's still Christian McCaffrey in the short to intermediate area, and he's just not going to be a red zone guy. So for those reasons, I'm out on Curtis Samuel. And this next one is going to be—it's kind of like my version of Jerry's Kirk Cousins is Amari uh, Cooper. I know he can be dominant, and I would love to own this guy in best ball. But you know what the most most impressive thing about Amari Cooper was for me was that in 2018 he led the Dallas Cowboys in receiving, even though he was only there for a short time, with 725 yards. What was not impressive was that basically a third of that came in one game when he had 217 yards. The last three games of the season, i.e. the fantasy playoffs, it burned me, so ask me how I feel. Uh, he finished weeks 15, 16, and 17 with 4 for 32, 4 for 20, and 5 for 31. He's way too bu- boom-bust for me, especially at his ADP. I would much rather have a much more consistent, well-rounded option at that point. And this last one's another hunch and a guy that I'll be buying this time next year. That's Ian Thomas, tied in for the Panthers. No Panther fans, I don't hate your team. Um, I just don't really see it for the pass catchers not named DJ Moore or Christian McCaffrey. He had a decent rookie year, 36 receptions on for 333 yards in only six starts. So I, I see some flashes, but Greg Olson's back. And I'm hoping maybe we can see some more 12 personnel sets where they can get him on the field a little bit more. And like I said, I think he's at least a year away, and he's someone that June of 2020 – I'll be looking to stash from a uh, impatient owner. So those are my uh, my my fake outs, guys. Anything real quick on mine before I take this one home? We're just going a little long tonight. Uh, my, I was just gonna. I'll just pick up on one, and that's that's your uh, your your running back in in uh, Philip Lindsay. Um, I, I actually, I think what I did my my uh, my team my, my breakout. I probably only put one running back, mate, because I've just found my other one, which is Royce Freeman. So. Um, I'm with you on that one from the other pers- uh, perspective. As I'm, I'm going to have Royce Freeman uh, a- as a guy, as a guy there taken away from uh, Lindsay this year. Only for the simple fact is, mate, he's probably shadowed be- because of Lindsay. Now he's got that he's got the wrist injury, which they said is, is quite significant. The wrist injury, that uh, uh, he's going to catch more balls uh, this year than he did last year in an interview. I don't know if they want him to say that. Uh, but look, Royce, Royce Freeman also, I think he's going to get a lot more than you saw last year, which we'll eat into Lindsay. He was the number one running back in the league for yards after contact. Uh, and look, mate, don't invest in the third round pick that they did um, in him and have a guy running the ball like Lindsay, who's only like soaking wet, probably weighs 180 pounds. He's just he's just not built for that. Uh, so my, I, I agree with uh, maybe a little bit of a, a, a regression in um, – Philip Lindsay. Yeah, I am also with you. I'm pretty much everything. You know, I get where you're coming from with Amari. Everyone is ready for him to just, you know, be a top five guy in Dallas. And I think you're right. I don't think he is. I think, you know, he just, is what he what we thought they were, you know. Just too he's, streaky he, for me, man. I mean, he could yeah, have a like 40 he's good. point. He's really fun to watch and he does awesome things, but he's never going to be that top five guy that we all really wanted him to be. And he's going into uh, year five for me, so that that was part of the other thing. Yeah, Ian Thomas, 
I mean, I sort of like him, but that's just because I like terrible tight ends that are super cheap, and he falls into that category. Lamar Jackson, Curtis Samuel with you. I'm good on them. Darius Geis, you can shut your mouth. That is a good man. Don't you rain on his parade. I got too many damn shares of that, but I see where you're coming from, and I'm, I am scared too. As an owner, I am scared of Darius Geis because I love the talent. I Honestly, I still watch YouTube videos of him from LSU just because I just want to remember why I loved him. And I see it, and I go, that's why. You know, And that one pre- run in the preseason. Yeah, yeah, the one run. But it was good. It was a good it was run. A good run. Well, G- I hear you. So G- I, can't, I can't complain because I think you're right. And there is a lot of you know competition. We can hate on Adrian Peterson for being 144 years old, but the dude played well last year. Well, G, t- tell uh, tell these people where they can find you and Adrian, aka uh, AJ, and your show. Uh, at Aussie Guys, I have absolutely no idea. Um, he does all that stuff. I'm not a Twitter person, but we're, we're on Twitter. Um, we're on Podbean. Jeez, uh, I, I wouldn't know where else you'd find us. To, to be honest, right? You're, I don't you're everywhere. I just turn up with my good looks and the drink of the pod each week. So Adrian gets a free drink. Um, yeah, and that uh, we just you know, we had Matt Waldman on uh, a couple of weeks ago, which was absolutely fantastic. Uh, a great guy. Um, I wish we could probably record and put on what we talk about prior and after, which actually goes longer than our pod. Uh, but if you get a chance to have a listen, to everybody, uh, everything that uh, Matt talks about is um, well researched, and uh, you got to uh, appreciate a guy that comes on and will live and die by the way that he goes about what he does. So th- that that is our man G. He uh, you can find their show at Aussie Guys NFL. On Twitter, and the podcast is everywhere that you find podcasts: iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, etc., etc. Et um, are we on all those? Are we? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm a big, I'm, I'm a big fan. Hey! I, I was, a, I was a fan of the Aussie guys long before I uh, started this podcast and hanging out with Sheps many moons ago. But anyway, on behalf of Jerry, on behalf of G, I am Memphis. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Hope you enjoyed the show. And remember, we're just trying to make the world a better place for Dynasty Fantasy Football. We'll see you next week.